This episode is sponsored by GummyCube. Did you know that GummyCube has a number of popular services for app entrepreneurs like us, but they have something called Focus Group, which actually helps you optimize your icons, your screenshots, and your videos. And to learn more, go to www.gummycube.com and go and click on the Focus Group uh, iPhone that you can see on the homepage. So go to GummyCube, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. And thanks to GummyCube for being such a great sponsor of the show. This show is supported by Apptentive. Apptentive work with thousands of app developers to drive downloads, boost ratings, increase loyalty, and earn customer love. So to sign up for a free consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thank you so much to Apptentive for supporting this show. Hi, I am Deepak, a founder and CEO of Lookup, and you are listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp. Uh, this is the show that brings you uh, guests from around the world. We've uh, recently had Mexico on. We've had uh, guests from uh, all over the world, uh, Colombia, uh, the UK, Australia. And, uh, and it tr- tr- truly is a, a global show. Now, one of the things that uh, I recently did was I went on to uh, Product Hunt and I had a series of uh, episodes that I focused on my best uh, Kickstarter episodes. Uh, and actually, I ended up finishing fourth top of uh, pro- Product Hunt. And uh, that is for um, the Kickstarter stories. So if you go to producthunt.com and just search for Kickstarter stories, you'll see um, a link there to get to all those episodes. And as a result of that, uh, I was put into contact with this next guest. Uh, oh, yeah. And I must mention to the Appster tribe that I am now uh, the top 20 on um, 500 makers of uh, Product Hunt worldwide. So that's a really great achievement um, uh, that I've recently achieved. So I thought I'd just mention that. Uh, so uh, in terms of the guest here today, he's going to help us uh, understand Kickstarter. He has raised um, around about $68,000, got 898 back as a huge, uh, successful Kickstarter. He's now got a product in Walmart. Um, it's um, the most advanced solar charger uh, for um, that could be used for smartphones and electronic devices. His name is Ian Sells. He's the founder and CEO of StrongVault. And um, Ian, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, you've had a really successful Kickstarter campaign, and uh, I wondered if you could just uh, give us a, you know, some kind of uh, insight into what gave you the idea, what 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 the product is, and uh, you know, anything you could help us with with regards to launching our own Kickstarter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we, our company, we had been selling solar chargers on the market for quite some time, you know, just buying standard product over from China and selling it online. And we'd come to find that there was a lot of problems charging smartphones, such as iPhones and iPads um, and other types of devices that require a constant and stable power source. And the solar chargers on the market during that time, um, back in 2011, 12, 13, uh, they were just weren't that advanced. And what they were doing was they were just taking direct energy from the sun and pushing it straight out through a USB port. And so that meant the voltage was always going up and down. So we, we decided to you know, see if we could create something better. And, and we hired a few uh, engineers locally here in San Diego. And we decided, hey, let's do a Kickstarter campaign, validate our idea, see if people really want something better. And um, that's what we did. 
Yeah, now this is relevant to us because a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who listen to this show uh, struggle to get funding. Kickstarter is a great way of getting crowdfunding, but uh, it's often challenging. How did you kind of start out? You know, did you have some kind of strategy for uh, going on to Kickstarter? Yeah, well, Kickstarter is a great platform because as an early stage company, you don't want to give up any equity. You want to sell product and, and be able to use that money. And so all the people on Kickstarter become basically your early product buyers. They are, they're the first ones that want to have the coolest gear on the, on the planet. So that's what's great about Kickstarter is they're giving you their money, whether for a retail price of a product and allowing you to take that money and be able to work on your packaging, work on your product design, work on, you know, work your kinks out. And then get bring it to market, and then that's the goal there. Um, so you know, taking an idea and putting it on Kickstarter is is a great thing, but you got to have a strategy and a plan before you do that. I think that's what you were alluding to. Um, and one thing we yeah, did was let's was, talk about that then. Yeah, let's yeah, talk about your strategy. Yeah, well, you know, when we went on Kickstarter, it was still you know somewhat of a newer platform. It, it was it's you know now kind of grown, and now there's Indiegogo and all these other things. Um, when we did Kickstarter, though, uh, Tim Ferriss actually had created like this guide that we kind of went by um, in order to you know prepare up to your Kickstarter campaign. So one, obviously, was having a great video. Um, so that's what we did, and we hired some people on Fiverr, and we had some local people do some filming and things like that. But really preparing beforehand, getting your email addresses together, you know, reaching out to the blogs um, you know, are all great things to do and, and be prepared for. So that once your campaign is live, you're sending out blast emails, you're sending out samples if you have that. And you're able to generate a buzz early on, um, and so that's kind of the, the the method that we followed. And and when did you actually do this? Then Ian was uh, what, what, when you said it was just fairly new. Yeah, so we launched the Kickstarter campaign. Um, it was actually uh, January first of 2014. So you know we, we really launched it. Um, right before new year actually and it really kind of got going and, and you know through our preparation we were actually able to hit our goal which we set at ten thousand dollars um in 24 hours so that really helped propel us to uh you know a really nice trajectory and finishing our campaign at over 680 percent funded that is amazing and and so it, in a way i guess um it gave you the audience to sell to uh, which has sustained you then to now reaching new heights with this charger, getting into Walmart and other big uh, deals. Right. Well, we were able to use the additional funding that we received in order to, you know, we made our product a lot better than what we had originally advertised. We hired uh, package designers. We filed for our patents. We you know, did all the right things with the money um, that we received from the Kickstarter backers. And then we were able to deliver them, you know, a little bit late, but we kept them involved as part of the process and as long as you're constantly updating your backers, they really become part of you know the supporters of your company. They're the first ones to get the product. They're the first ones to talk about it. And you want them to have something really awesome because they're going to tell their friends and say, "Look at this great thing I got. It keeps my gear charged up when I'm out and about, or I'm camping, or you know the next time there's an emergency, I have portable power." And that's kind of what our solar charges are all, all about. Yeah, and what are you doing with? I mean, I'm guessing that you still retain the list of backers. Um, get through some kind of email. Are you selling anything to them? Do you, do you curate any content to them or send regular emails? How do you keep grooming up those backers? Yeah, well, we do keep them as part of our, you know, um, people who have bought on our website and, and our backers list so that, you know, anytime we're launching a new product, we give them first opportunity. 
sending them discount codes, refer friend type of things. Um, you know, we do a newsletter and, and, and we also get them as on our Facebook and social media and trying to get them to interact with our brand. So you do get that access to that data, which with Kickstarter, which is really nice. And they allow you to, you know, email these people and, and really kind of create that community from the get go. So, Ian, uh, let's switch gears slightly because, again, the people that listen to this show are inspired to leave corporate jobs, trying to set up their own companies, startups. Uh, just received a note that someone has recently quit uh, as a result of listening to the show. Oh, great. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, from your perspective, you, you're running your own business there, successful business. What's life like as a, as a business owner? And, you know, have you kind of got any guidance for, for us um, in, in what you've learned in, in your time doing well, it? Yeah, well, it's it's exciting, but it's challenging. I mean, we're always working as entrepreneurs. I think you can attest to that. Uh, 24 hours a day, we're thinking about it. We're working on a vacation, but it doesn't feel like work. It's more, you know, our passion. It's what makes us get up in the morning and, and those ideas that wake us up uh, or don't let us go to sleep at night. So, you know, being an entrepreneur is great and and you have to really want it. Um, and it's not it's not easy and it takes a long time to get to a place where your business has employees and you're you're able to run efficiently um you know and and make a constant passive income from it yeah and what about uh, what were you doing beforehand did you have to make a switch from uh, like a salaried job to running your own business uh no actually my background has always been entrepreneurial i've always started my own companies um, my previous business was in real estate. I'm a broker, so I did a lot of uh, real estate transactions, residential, um, and then I moved into commercial p- property. Uh, and, and really, the way I got into this business actually was uh, a friend of mine was buying product from China and selling it on Amazon. And we decided, I decided, hey, you know, I'll, I'll give you some cash if we can split the profits on a new product. So that's what we did, and we, we did a couple of products, and, and then when one day uh, he was like, I'm going to China. Do you want to come with me? And I said, sure. And that's kind of where we started. With, that's how, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of how we started uh, doing the solar chargers is we, f- we found these giant solar chargers that seemed to fold up and they were for powering laptops. And we, we kind of bought five of those and sold them and bought 10, sold them and bought a 50, you know, and kind of grew that way. Uh, and then we started developing them smaller and smaller because at that time, iPhones were just starting to become really popular. Um, and, and people really were just running out of power all the time. So it was kind of one thing led to another for us in this business. And now, you know, where we've taken it since Kickstarter is pretty uh, remarkable. And, and we're really blessed that it's, you know, happened that way. Um, it's not easy for sure. Yeah, I'm guessing what I'm learning from you as well is that you follow what the customers want. You follow trends, feedback, just really listen to people. And, and, and then you're always thinking of new ideas as an entrepreneur. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great point. You know, it's the the reason why we developed this is we had already been selling solar chargers directly on Amazon and our website, and so we already had a good communication with our customers. You know, if they had a broken unit or you know they had trouble charging or whatnot, we were able to communicate with them, and that's how we came up with this idea. It wasn't something that we just said, "Hey, we should make this great solar charger." Um, you know, it was this idea that we had wasn't um, you know came about in a right way. It came about because of customer. Uh, issues that they were having we said hey there's got to be a better way and that's that's where what led us to the kickstarter yeah uh, you know what i um, i think you picked up on again is one of my huge themes throughout the whole 350 odd episodes of the uh, app guy podcast is uh, trying to identify real world problems and uh, and really homing in and targeting those to to solve those problems yeah that's what you're doing here 
Yeah, that's key because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I got this great idea, but, you know, they never Googled it before and see if anything actually exists like that. Or, you know, they, they think that, it, that they're solving this problem, but for most people, it's not a problem. And so you got to be careful when you're following your passion or what your ideas are if you haven't taken the steps to actually, you know, vet it. And that's part of what we did on Kickstarter. If we hadn't been successful, we probably wouldn't have developed and spent $60,000 on creating a new solar charger and hiring engineers and all these things. It wouldn't have been worth it. But through Kickstarter, we were able to really vet the idea generate buzz, got written up by great magazines, and people wanted our product after we were done. And that's kind of the, the process that we used. Yeah, and uh, also like the, um, the fact that you're, you were initially uh, t- importing goods from China uh, into the US. Uh, I wondered if that's still a good business to get into, you know, because the reason I ask that uh, many people listening to this are app entrepreneurs selling digital products, selling apps on the app store. And sure. it, it can be quite, it can be quite tough. And, you know, they're looking for alternative uh, revenue streams. And uh, it, would you recommend that that's still a viable option, uh, you, you know, selling from China into uh, the I West? mean, it's, 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 it's challenging. It's, you know, it's nice not to have a physical product. I'd say, um, if I could get in the tech space and maybe move from apps to more, um, connected, that would be a great business. But, you know, at the same time, you know, if you're, if you're one of 500 people selling something on Amazon that you bought off of some shop in China, you know, it's, it's tough. It's just a, that's a tough business. Everything's tough these days. You know, there's just so many entrepreneurs out there and so many people starting small businesses that the competition is fierce, no matter where you are. Yeah, and I was actually think, thinking uh, just right there, the ultimate um, company that sell from China is Apple, probably. <laughs> yeah, know? right. Well, they're, they're the ones that can get the largest margins on their products because, you know, you see all these other phone makers, they're not making any money. You know, HTC is already, you know, going out of business. Um, you know, they, they made a really great smartphone initially, but uh, nobody else can charge a premium because they can't make a great product. Yeah, and so... What I'm learning from you is that the margins do deteriorate because of the number of uh, entrepreneurs, and and uh, and it becomes harder and harder to find. Yeah, uh, like the, the margins. Yeah. yeah, that's why you got to build a brand, and you got to have you know people that advocate your product and why they would choose yours over another. Because you know, if you're just selling on Amazon, it's going to be hard to go into retail because the margins are so low. So you know, what we've done is taken you know our our strong volt company. Uh, launched it on Kickstarter, generated a buzz, and used that in order to propel ourselves into retail. And so now we're in Cabela's stores. Um, you can find us on Target.com, Walmart.com, uh, Home Depot, Brookstone. You name it. We're, you know we're working on it. Um, you know we're working on all the uh, airport stores and things like that. So you know this this niche of solar it's growing, but you know you have to have some sort of platform to propel you and to get the attention of these retailers. It's very difficult. And uh, also, I was just learning about, I guess, trust as well. Because if you are um, on Kickstarter and you have this enormous backing like you did, and then you actually deliver over and above what they were expecting, which is what you said as well, that you build up a trust uh, early on with those and and you're creating super fans. Absolutely. And that that was our key. You know, we we had said, hey, should we just ship them, you know, this product that that we did and we get it out on time? We were actually about six months delayed, and that was due to all the changes and improvements that we made by using the funds from the backers. So, by keeping them in the loop and making them feel like they're part of the company, and they're the ones, they're the reason why this is happening, and how we're able to 
to make the company better. Um, they really were supportive of, uh, of us. And when they get their products, they're posting pictures on social media and giving their friends discount codes that we gave them so that we could also, you know, utilize their excitement to grow our brand. So I have the good fortune of having a highly relevant sponsor for you to go and try out. It's Gummy Cube, and they will ask you this one question. What gives you a better return on investment than a user acquisition advertising campaign? And the answer is app store optimization. You need to be spending your money on making sure that you are doing everything right when it comes to app store optimization. And this is about really getting um, in front of your target audience, identifying who they are, define your app's core features and unique value proposition, and review competitor app store ratings and reviews, research competitor branding, positioning, keywords, and category, uh, optimizing your icon for uh, focus groups. I mean, uh, these are all things that uh, Gummy Key will help you out with, and uh, I think they'll take away the headache when it comes to trying to think about App Store optimization. So to go and check them out, go to www.gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And I want to thank Gummy Cube for just continuing to support the show. So this is the opportunity I have to thank my sponsor, Apptentive. Now, Apptentive, if you go to their website, it's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. Uh, you'll be able to get a free mo mobile uh, consultation, but also uh, they'll probably send you if you ask, um, an ebook that has 55 pages and uh, actually has never seen before data from their Apptentive 2015 consumer survey. It's really everything you need to know about App Store ratings and reviews. Now, we know that uh, ratings and reviews climb you up the charts. And in fact, I've seen from the podcast, it doesn't take that many ratings or reviews of five star to get you uh, higher up in charts. Uh, the same is for apps. So you need to know about App Store ratings and reviews. Uh, go and check out their uh, book. It's an ebook. Uh, as I say, go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. Apptentive.com forward slash app guy. Sign up for the free mobile consultation and get the uh, ebook as well if you request that. Uh, it's also on their site if you just search around. Uh, have a look. It's great. Thanks very much to Apptentive for being such a great continued sponsor of this show. Well, Ian, there's two more things to do before we say goodbye. One is that uh, we love to try and come up with uh, new ideas for the audience, the apps to try that are listening, uh, because many haven't got this awesome idea of, um, you know, like you had with the charges. Now, as an entrepreneur, you must come across lots and lots of ideas that you walk away from, but you think are pretty good ideas, you know, for software or hardware or whatever. Um, I wondered if you've got any ideas to solve any problems that you've identified in, um, you know, in your, in your life or your business at this stage? <laughs> uh, you know, well, I, I wouldn't want to give away all my secrets. Here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, ideas are hard to come by good ones anyways. And I think, you know, once you get going, I think a key downfall people have is they don't want to tell anybody about it. And I think that's the wrong thing to do because once you get going, it's, it's a race to the, to the finish line. And, you know, if you don't, if you, if you keep it to yourself and you don't go out there and talk to people about your idea because you think it's so great, you're going to be in trouble. And, and, you know, the only way to validate is to get feedback, get help from other people. So 
Um, you know. uh, how about this, then, Ian? How about the fact that you, you as, a, as an entrepreneur, business owner, what's the, the biggest frustration that you can think of over the last few months that's really holding you back? And maybe we can think about an idea for an app that helps solve that. So do you have any real business frustrations or you know, compelling um, problems to be solved in your own business life? Um, in our own business, you know, there's a lot of tools out there. I mean, one of our tools that we use is project management software called Asana. It's really great. keeps everybody in the loop and kind of, we can assign tasks. Um, you know, one of our frustrations is, is retail. That's where our, our plan is, is to move from the online space into retail and, you know, getting in touch with these retailers, sending them samples, com- keeping the communication going, getting them excited. That's always a challenge. And then this, the process of these retailers like Walmart, their systems are so antiquated that it's troublesome to use. So, you know, maybe if somebody can come up with a really great uh, retail backend that, uh, you know, they can roll out to smaller retailers and help businesses with brick and mortar grow quicker. I, I don't think there's any like consolidation in that area. Ian, you're reminding me of a fantastic chat that I had on this uh, show with uh, uh, someone who'd gone through Shark Tank and created uh, this brand called Slalsa. So anyone in, in interested listening to this, definitely go back and check. It's one of my like earliest um, show uh, episodes. And uh, yeah, she was saying just how unbelievably slow the bigger retailers are at approving new brands or new products to get onto their shelves. It, it, it's just a really long process. Yeah, it's a very long process, and that's part of the reason why Amazon is having so much success. But if you look at the numbers, you know, only about uh, 15% of all commerce is done online. So there's still a lot of room for growth for Amazon and all the other retailers. Um, but, you know, in order to grow your company quickly and to scale to volume, you got to get into retail at this point, you know, in the, in the big boxes, um, for, for us anyways, in our, in our retail business strategy. So that's kind of our, our focus right now. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm thinking that Amazon did recently announce uh, that some new platform where they are selling um, Kickstarter-like products. Yeah, you that have yeah, yeah. You can did find. Did you us hear on, about that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, you can find us on there. Um, it, it's their Launchpad program. So they're they're putting up uh, successful Kickstarter proje- projects. eBay is doing the same thing. Um, a lot of these companies are doing that. So um, yeah, it's really great. And is that working out for you? Yeah, it's great. You know, and it, it creates additional attention. You know, I think they're still trying to figure out the platform 100% and make sure that, you know, you get more traffic. But it, it is something that we can share with our retailers, let them know, hey, you know, we're being featured in these places and, you know, you guys need to jump on the bandwagon. And that's kind of goes back to what I was saying is you just got to keep that buzz going and roll with it. Yeah, and of course, Elon Musk is bringing a lot of attention to solar panels as well, and uh, he keeps talking about them. And then with his new batteries, so it's uh, yeah. it's definitely definitely a lot. Do you, do you feel like we've um, just just thinking about it? Do you feel like we've made enough uh, leaps and strides in solar to uh, you know to uh, the technology is it really improving? Yeah, um, you know that's a good question. I think that it's only going to get better. Um, you know, to clearly tell you guys about my product, I, I don't know if that we kind of crossed that, but we make portable solar chargers that are small enough that can fit in your pocket. But when you open them up and they fold out, they can actually charge your phone as fast as a wall outlet. So our products are 
good enough to basically charge your phone uh, in the same amount of time you would plugging in anywhere in the, in, inside, but you can do it while you're having a cup of coffee at Starbucks or while you're camping or at the park with your kids. So uh, I, I think that to answer your question, though, what's going to happen is the, our products are going to get smaller and smaller and more powerful um, So as, as the solar panels become more efficient. Yeah, and you've just given me the idea of perhaps what we haven't seen yet is um, – uh, if they do get smaller, that they can be more discreet, and perhaps we can have wearables as well uh, entering the market. You know, so you put solar panels somewhere on your your uh, jackets or coats or whatever, you, you know, and uh, actually have um, th- those charging. <laughs> yeah, just an idea. Can, if, yeah, if you can invent solar thread, you might be the next billionaire. that's right because at the end of the day we are the ones that are out and about with our um you know clothes on so uh, yeah having clothes clothes that would charge your uh devices right be pretty awesome yes Um, if it was seamless anything seamless you know that's what everybody likes when you have to carry an additional product or you know you got to carry your ipad and your iphone and your laptop you know all of a sudden you have all these things and it's like okay how do we get everything into one that's kind of what the iphone's done for me you know, I only need my laptop when I'm really trying to do Excel spreadsheets and things like that. Otherwise, I'm on the go. Yeah, well, um, there's that thing about iPhones. We uh, This is a show about apps. So the last thing we'd love to find out from entrepreneurs, uh, what are your one or two uh, favorite apps or maybe apps that you can recommend you feel that we may not have come across before, something that you love. Um, I know you're recording on your iPhone, so be careful. <laughs> but, uh, are you able to tell us, what? give us an app uh, that you uh, recommend? An app I recommend. Um, that's a tough one. I, you know, I use the apps to track my business. Do, um, do you actually use Kickstarter? Well, uh, yeah, we have the Kickstarter uh, app, of course. Yeah, do, um, you, do you go into it, though, and use that? Um, I mean, I mostly look at it on the web, but I wondered how cool their Kickstarter app, app is. It, it works. It works all right, you know. Um, I think You know, for me, apps are like tools. So... I'm more of a productivity type of person. I don't, you know, everything has a purpose. So, you know, I like to access my Google Docs, my Asana. um, You know, these are things that I use. You know, Uber is my favorite app probably ever. You know, it gets me everywhere I need to go uh, very easily. Um, So I I use a lot of tools, you know, Gchat. I check all my stats. Fantasy football now just started. So that's one of my favorite apps right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, we actually had a past episode recently um, where they are doing the fantasy football uh, app, and uh, that's for right. anyone who's um, you know listening to this at once. Ilya Tabaka is episode three four six. Um, they're raising a thirty five. I think they raised forty seven thousand or more on Kickstarter for their fantasy football app. Wow, that's so, awesome! Uh, yeah. It's so Kickstarter, there you go. Anyone listening, it's you need to get on Kickstarter, but have a strategy, uh, yeah. according to Ian. Take um, action. So, exactly, Ian. It's been oh, what a great chat with you. You are the first um, first person we've had on to talk about hardware and, and solar charges. Uh, how best can we reach out and connect to you? Uh, what's the best way of getting in touch? Yeah, well, please um, go to www.strongvoltvolt.com. Um, you can also check out our Facebook page at Facebook slash Strongvolt. And uh, if you want to send us an email or have any questions about solar charging, uh, shoot us an email at contact at strongvolt.com. 
Fantastic contact. And so I will also put those on the show notes, episode 353, and they can go to the appguy.co, search for Ian Sells, and you will uh, find uh, the, those um, uh, contact details. Ian, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. And Thanks uh, so much for having please, me. Please let us know when your next Kickstarter starts. I'm really, I'm really intrigued about what you've got, those ideas that you've got. Absolutely. Maybe you can help launch it. Ian, I've, I'm going to edit this last bit out. Uh, that's the end of the show. Okay. And uh, that was great. Wonderful. Yeah, Thanks. please let, let me know. I've been doing launches, a lot of launches um, uh, over the last uh, you know, the year. And yeah. uh, mostly I'm using, a, um, have you heard of something called Product Hunt? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm on there quite a bit. and I've just been uh, made the top. Top twenty makers on product hunt globally. So, uh, oh really? What is yeah. there a secret to getting your your company featured there? I mean, I have submitted it, but they didn't put us up there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the, the wrong thing to do. And unfortunately, no one knows this. But the wrong thing is just to submit um, using your own account. Uh, there are only a handful of people in the world that have this ability to submit and go straight to the homepage. Most people like. Um, will submit and it goes on to the upcoming tab and, and no one gets um, any traffic when you do that. Uh, all the right. action is on the homepage. So um, I've, yeah, I've got a, I've got a way of, uh, you know, getting onto the homepage if the product is right. And uh, we have these launch sequences. Um, if you do happen to listen to any of my past episodes, there was a great episode with um, uh, episode 343 with Andreas, where we managed to launch an app and get it into the, top um, uh, number two app beating Minecraft. Wow. Uh, and that, w- that was primarily because of, um, you know, the attention that Product Hunt gave us. Yeah. Uh, so I can send you that via Skype um, if you're interested. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but yeah, have you, have you got any, um, anything that needs a good launch on Product Hunt that hasn't gone on there already? Well, we haven't made it on there as, yet, so, you know. That well, this well, so the the strong vault has not gone on to product hunt. No. Okay, uh, I think it might do quite well. We should have a chat when when you have a bit more time. Maybe we should have a, a chat about a potential launch. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm on Skype yeah. all the time, so now that we're connected, you know, feel free to reach out. You know, and we can we can do a discount code. I don't know what they like to do up there on product hunt, but I think that would drive a lot of nice traffic for us because we've been on you know Touch of Modern and. Some of these other cool sites that people like. Um. Right. Uh, let me send you. So this is the launch we did, uh, or we're doing. Um, so we did yesterday. Uh, let me send you the link because the page is the um, Mondeley. Where is it? Uh, I'm just getting you a link to the launch I did yesterday, and um, that you'll see the page. And this is a, uh, a page that works quite well. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, just sending you on Skype. And um, yeah, that, that what we do is we actually do a live event. So uh, because you're getting a lot of traffic come through to that landing page, we actually do a live event and greet the uh, product hunters coming to the website. And then we engage with them. We um, thank them for the upvote. We have, you know, like it does create a bit of buzz. And 
And then what I do is something that no one else is doing in the world. world. Uh, they, I actually, uh, you know, do do mention the people who have upvoted us, and I get an exact timestamp in the video where their name is mentioned, and then I send them that after the event, so that when they press press play, the first thing they hear is their name. Oh wow! And it, cool. they uh, people are blown away by that. So it it does. Like, so we got a hundred leads. That's really cool. Um, for uh, the really niche product, which is um, a shopping app. Hmm. Yeah, and actually, if you know if you know anybody who has a Shopify account, uh, there's a, this is really cool. It's you create a native app for forty seven dollars. Uh huh. Yeah. So not spending fifteen thousand, twenty thousand on an app, you actually get an app that syncs perfectly for, to Shopify and syncs all your products. And then customers can actually get a, um, a native app to to buy your stuff from. Oh, really? So yeah. So if you know anybody who has uh, like any you know an interest in that, then, then let I me do. Know. Yeah, Please. send me yeah send me a link. I do know some people with Shopify accounts. So yeah, I've just sent you a link on Skype. So uh, yeah, and is, then, that the, is that what Snap is, or is that something different? Yeah, that's Snap. Oh, okay. Um, cool. But when we do a when we do a launch, you you know, there's a live um, video, and then there's um, you know details of the product, a video, and uh, then some reviews. Uh, uh, so uh, that that tends to work really well, and then we get that onto the homepage, and then um, yeah, I I do my thing through the day, and yeah, so we, and, and they do like a bit of a discount. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Right, I'll make a note to perhaps. Um, Chat to you then uh, soon about you know, working with you and, and helping you on the a launch. Yeah, I appreciate that. We're you know we're always working on some new products, so you know eventually we'll be launching something new next year. So great, great. Okay, Ian. Well, thanks for that. I'll also send you an email when the episode goes live. Uh, cool. Which is um, going to be it'll be fun. And and um, do you listen to podcasts? Do you know how to get podcasts? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so if you subscribe to mine, then you'll see that your yours comes out uh, three five three. Great, great. Thank you so much. Ian, you're brilliant. Thanks a lot. All right. You too. I know I said at the start that I was top twenty most active on product hunt. Actually, it's now top twelve. Uh, go and check it out for yourself. You can see my picture on five hundred makers dot com. Uh, that is five hundred makers dot com. That's top twelve in the world. Now, my biggest challenge is that I am looking for really cool people to work with, people I know, like, and trust, uh, who I will need some help with the launch. If you want some uh, traffic from Product Hunt, then uh, do come and speak to me. You can get hold of me, you know, the usual places, theappguy.co, or uh, email me, paul at theappguy.co, or Twitter, paul underscore s underscore kemp. And uh, let's do some work together, maybe collaborate, or at least uh, I could help you out. So... Uh, anyone who knows anyone who needs help with the launch, uh, let me know. So remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend uh, using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show. This episode has been brought to you by Apptentive. Apptentive are offering a free 55-page 
ebook on how to get the best ratings and reviews. Uh, to find out more, just go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thank you very much to Apptentive for supporting the show. So thank you to those of you who have got in contact with me about the uh, need for more launches, uh, more focus on app discovery and app launches. And so I will be doing in future episodes uh, some of the launches I've been recently involved with and uh, we'll continue that. So we'll we'll, uh, mix up uh, interviews with uh, the occasional launch and I think this will be uh, really good to help you uh, really fulfill you know what you're trying to get from this show which is uh, either to become uh, an independent uh, app entrepreneur startup founder or uh, just succeed with your side projects uh, so i'm uh, looking forward to sharing with you some of the successful launches and uh, what we learned uh, what we uh, gained along the way that can help you so very exciting thanks for getting in touch and look forward to delivering more content and more episodes to you going forward Bye for now.